Welcome to another episode of the Into the We Hours podcast. Today we're talking to Cecilia Matas. Cecilia is a well-recognized name in the trail running community, following her huge win earlier in the year at Ultra Trail Australia. We recognize that there are other podcasts out there where she talks very specifically about her race experience, hydration, fueling, and her planning for the event. So we decided to take a different slant and focus on Cecilia's roots as an athlete and an adventurer and talk to her about what she loves the most. In this podcast, we speak to Cecilia about her start of her athletic background with soccer and swim run coming from Europe, her adventure across the South Coast track in Tasmania with her partner Tom, how she balances full-time work and training, and of course, we couldn't resist to talk to her a little bit about her win at Ultra Trail Australia. We recorded this before she ran the Brisbane Trail Ultra, BTU, a race that she does mention in the podcast, and we just wanted to make note that she recently took out the win in the 30-kilometer event, and that should be of no surprise to anybody. (laughs) We had so much fun recording this with Cecilia, and we've been super excited to release this one. Cue the intro music with Kristen. Welcome to episode five of the Into the We Hours podcast. My name is Sarah Pendergrass and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Kristen Vorton. And we are sitting in studio with Cecilia Mattis. Now, when Sarah and I were kind of brainstorming the podcast as like just the first little instance of its brainchild existence, we were sitting in Malarkey uh, Coffee Shop in Caloundra, and it was the day of UTA, which is the Ultra Trail Australia that we'll talk about later. And we flipped our phone on, you know, just trying to track some of the Sunshine Coast athletes. And I mean, it was like 12 o'clock and Cecilia, you were already winning it. So Mm. we were like, oh my gosh, if this happens, we have to get Cecilia on. (laughs) It was probably going to happen regardless anyways. (laughs) So, I mean, it's been a long time coming because we've wanted you, you know, even a couple months ago when this all first started. We all three of us live pretty busy lives. So the fact that we are all three sitting in the same room at the same time is a feat in itself. And we are (laughs) so excited for you to be here. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy that we were able to get together after a few obstacles. Um, and yeah, living busy lives. Absolutely. It was so stoked to have you here. So to warm up, we're going to start with some quick fire questions for you, Cecilia. Now, I keep saying we try to keep these short and we always end up just having a big <laughs> chat. <laughs> so as best as you can, some short answers would be great, but no pressure. Okay. Cool. So we're going to alternate. I'm going to start with the first <laughs> one because I thought of this while I was riding my bike. <laughs> this morning or? Yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so, Cecilia, if you had to have fingers for toes or toes for fingers, which would it be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is fingers for toes or toes for fingers well I do work with my hands so what does that mean 
Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around it. <laughs> okay, I would have. Um, yeah, I would have toes for fingers. <laughs> Just because I don't like long things. <laughs> so that was clearly, I was never going to ask that question. That was all Sarah. It is funny. <laughs> um, all right, something a little bit more topical. What are your favorite local trails? Yeah, so I really enjoy the parklands at the moment. Like it used to be uh, Noosa, but um, Noosa National Park because that's sort of where I started running. But yeah, I really love parklands because they have so much single track and I just love it. So I would say that's on my one of my favorites at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And if you're not from the sunny coast, Parklands is um, a trail network. It's really a mountain bike trail network near Nambour. And yeah, it's heaps of single track, pretty technical running mm-hmm. and a lot of climbing as well. Yeah. Okay, so those are your favorite local trails. What are your favorite trails in the whole wide world? Oh, wow, that's a tough one. Because I basically started trail running here and doing all the, yeah, getting more out on the trails here, on the bike as well a little bit. Um, done a bit at home um, and in Sweden. And home no. is Finland, right? Huh? Home is? Yeah, home is Finland. All right. This is a tricky one. Um, I'm just going to say Tasmania and the South Cross track. Awesome. Yes. We'll definitely get into that later. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, do you dream in Finnish or in English? Wow, I never thought about that. Ah, interesting. Also, people ask me if I think in English or in Finnish or in Swedish or what. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think... I'm not sure what I do because I forget to the dreams. You remember pictures. I'm more, uh, yeah. Um, They're more visual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, do you think in what language do you think in? Well, now I think in English because mm-hmm. that's what I'm speaking mm-hmm. um, at the moment. And then I think it just re- like changes when I speak Swedish. I think in Swedish and vice versa. Cool. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very important question. Pineapple on pizza, hell's yeah or hell's no? <laughs> hell's yeah. Yeah. Oh. But not too much. <laughs> it's got to be the right ratio. Yeah, if yeah. it's too much, I'm like, hell's no. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. Still yeah. one of my friends. <laughs> uh, something you miss about Finland? The seasons. Yeah, snow. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I miss all that, like, what we would say here, or Australians, or anyone who loves the sun, like all the bad weather. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Something you love about Australia? Nature, definitely. And obviously the sun, like... It's easy. This is very <laughs> similar to Sarah. Oh, really? <laughs> because when Kristen interviewed me, I think I pretty much said, like, I miss seasons yeah. or, like, winter. And then I was like, but my favorite thing here is the sun. <laughs> another another international conundrum. Yeah. But it's good. We loved the both words. It wasn't like we escaped or, like, tried to get, uh, like, rid of all the seasons and stuff. Like, I've also said that... Um, 
I don't think I could live overseas before I moved here. Um, I don't think I could live overseas like where it's sun all the time because you want those seasons. Like it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here I am. And <laughs> here like we all are. And probably to stay for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, going back to the like summer versus winter topic, would you have an endless summer or an endless winter if you had to choose one? I have to say endless summer. It's just easier. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, endless winter, like, that's also amazing. But it it is harder to get out and harder to do all the things you want to do that's not including skiing and yep. being out in the snow. Definitely. Also similar to my response. And Kristen did call me out for how hard humidity is to deal with as well when it comes to summer here. So, yes. yeah, but I'm with you. Endless mm. summer, for sure. Sweet. Good one. Well, that's the end of the lightning round questions. It's not as mean after that. You don't have to talk about toes or fingers right. the time if you don't yeah. want to. <laughs> tough, tough answers. That's no, tough questions. tough questions. That was the toughest one. What do I want? <laughs> so we like to kind of give you the floor to begin with. Um, you know, people might not know who you are. And actually, both Sarah and I don't really know too much about your background. So if we ask you, all right, Cecilia, what's your origin story? You can talk as much or as little as you'd like about that. All right. Um, yeah. So I come from Finland, grown up there. And um, yeah, being there until I was 21, I think. And then I went to Sweden to study uh, for three years. And after that, I came here. So that's how I've been moving around. Um so what did you study in university? Uh, yes, I, I studied uh, to become a dental technician. Ah. And that's what, how I ended up in Australia because I came here to do my internship. And then you just never left or? I did leave for uh, a month to f- go and finish my studies. And then I came back. And uh, yeah, because I wanted to get more out of my uh, visas, the working holiday visa, and see more of Australia. Um so a little bit, but went back to work, and that's how it's been ever since. And just work my way up, I guess, to get to stay here for forever. And soon that's going to happen. I'm going to get my citizenship 14th of July. Or oh, that's when my yeah. ceremony is. Nice. Yeah. Are you a citizen as well now? I am a citizen, but I became a citizen during during COVID, I know it still exists. So I had a weird virtual citizenship ceremony, that one, which yeah. was like quite literally like a three minute Zoom call with someone who's like, Congratulations, you're now Australian. I'm like, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. While I was sitting at my kitchen table, it was really yeah. odd. Yeah. Which is yeah. I, like, so I did the full ceremony. Are you doing it just on a Zoom call? Do you no, this is... A um, ceremony? Yeah, exactly. Cool. But obviously restricted. You can't... You're only allowed to have two people with you. And yeah. And that was even the same rule when I did it before COVID. So I got mine in 2018. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a ceremony. They bring in, you know, all these people I think I should know, like these governmental people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You've already passed the test. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually people that we can't pronounce their last names, right? <laughs> um, and you say like the you give a pledge and they have these big ceremonies and stuff. But most of it is really just like graduation. They like read everybody's names out. You're kind of like, all right, someone's my turn. 
So the fact that you did in three minutes is it probably was, all yeah. that was actually done in the ceremony it as well. It was so bizarre. And I had to go to Brizzy for my test. Did you guys have to go to Brizzy? I went to Brizzy too, but I my friend could have did it in Kawa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I find that I too. It's like, what? why I did, did I have to corner. travel to Brizzy? I don't know. I think I chose to go to Brisbane, because like, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that, because I think you only do these in big cities. Yeah. But my friend, she was like, no, I just put up Sunshine Coast there, and I could choose, and it was Kawana. Yeah, I hadn't realized. And not to be competitive, but did you also score 100% in your test? Yes. Yeah. Did you, Kristen? Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the easy question. <laughs> I think I got like 90. I was never great at tests, okay? <laughs> all right. So it's very clear that all of us are not from here, but we love the Sunshine Coast. It's obviously a very yeah. easy spot to live. I think, you know, there's the same themes that resonate across the board, even for locals. Like, I think even locals try and get away, but there's really nowhere like this place. No. Um, now, you've also got your partner, Tom, but he doesn't actually live here. Is that right? How have you met yeah. Tom and how is he involved with everything? So I met Tom through my coach, actually. Um, and who's your coach? Jodie O'Born. Um, she's in, based in Brisbane. And uh, yeah, I do mostly online coaching with her then. But I on random occasions, go up and see her. And this random occasion, I, yeah, was not going to go because driving up to Brisbane early morning, I needed to get up just before 4 o'clock and do a run and then have a meeting with her. Um, and I woke up and I, because I love my sleepings and on the weekends I really cherish them and try to prioritize them. Anyway, I went up. And I was like, you never know who you're going to meet. It's good to do some networking, as you also would know, being a foreigner and not having all the people from home here. Um, it is important for us. And, yeah, I went there and then I get introduced to Tom. And, yeah, he's a great guy. And, yeah, now he's my partner. We've been together soon two years. And... He used to live in Brisbane, but now has um, is based in Newcastle in New South Wales. So we're doing long distance. And this was already going to happen before we met. That was the plan. So, yeah. Nice. And Tom is not Australian either, is he? No, he's English. Bunch yeah. of foreigners here. <laughs> we are yeah. taken over, guys. <laughs> I think, like, I'm curious. I mean, we obviously are talking about how we're all international. I... Um, Scottish but in all honesty I don't know very much about Scandinavia and I'd be curious to know a little bit more about your childhood there and Cecilia is an incredible ultra runner so I am curious to know about like your sporting background growing up as well and if running's always been a part of your life. Yeah um, running has been part of my life a long time because uh, I played soccer and that was my main sport as a kid and I did other things in school as well but soccer has always been my main thing and grew up doing that and yeah I wanted to do really well and played on a quite high level until I was 21. What does quite high level mean? Uh, Division one was the highest level um, I reached Um, and yeah I played middle middle field so it's a lot of running there and endurance is needed and I guess, yeah, I've always had that base and used to running. And when you, like, play on that high level, you're used to training a lot. And, 
to then all of a sudden stop playing soccer, you need to find something else to do. And yeah, I just at the gym randomly saw this note um, about a run club and they were going to do a marathon and half marathon. And if people want to enjoy, um, join in on that, they can do either of those distances. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to do a half marathon. That would be cool. Um, had never run that distance before. Like, Soccer practice is like, if we did any runs, it was a 10K run, and that was it. Or um, the terrible, like, suicides where they make you do, like, oh, just sprint. Like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you both have soccer in common, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where my running started in just road running. And, yeah, I did that and got injured run too much, didn't know anything really what I was doing. I was just running and thought my body could handle everything. If and only, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you live and you learn. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, can't run anymore. I'm not going to run. This is not good for my body. And uh, didn't see a physio or anything. I was just like, no, I'm just going to stop running and started doing more gym stuff. And, yeah, moved to Sweden then a few years after that, I can't remember how old I was, maybe 23. Um, anyway, and started, met this um, friend of mine, now best friend, or one of my best friends, and because I wanted to train to do an Ironman, because I've read some people do it, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool, and takes so much grit, and I want to be able to do that. And I started, needed to take some swimming classes, because I can't, I couldn't crawl. Wait, is it called crawl? No, no. so this, I, I love that you brought this <laughs> yeah. up because I take no end of shit from people about this. So in the UK, we call freestyle front crawl. Yes, Cecilia is obviously <laughs> Cecilia's obviously using what I think is probably a British or, yeah, term, front crawl. But Australians think that it's absolutely hilarious. As an American, that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why do we freestyle? <laughs> freestyle, I was like, yeah. I just say I think it probably reflects my level of ability when it comes to freestyle. It is more yeah, of a crawl. crawl. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you're just setting yourself up so for failure. <laughs> freestyle sounds very elegant and that does not yeah. reflect my swimming strength. And it sounds so like smooth yeah. and nice. Yeah, that was not how it was when I started. Even it was swimming. a crawl. <laughs> and it was cool. That's in how we water. all start. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Barely able to breathe. Oh. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, so yeah. was it the first time you really got into swimming was whatever, 23? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, always been swimming, just like other swimming Cecilia's stuff. Cecilia's like gesturing breaststroke maybe i'm not oh, sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her little hands are moving around <laughs> yeah, exactly and sometimes you try to pretend pretend to freestyle yeah. and you just like flop with your hands and with the head over water and yeah it's like so similar to my swimming journey like it was yeah. breaststroke keep your head above the water don't get your hair wet exactly. <laughs> until i learned to front crawl yeah <laughs> <in Sydney. laughs> um and then there i met um Linda, my uh, one of my best friends, and um, she was going to do something called swim run. So she was learning to, yeah, freestyle um, to be able to do an uh, event for uh, swim running. And I just thought it sounded so cool because it's you're a team of two and you, yeah, sw- um, switch between swimming and running. And it's all like on trails 
and open water. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I've heard of these and it sounds yeah. awesome, but it's a very European thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 How do you carry your running shoes when you're swimming? So you're running with the wetsuit on and you swim with your running shoes. Oh man. Like yeah. <laughs> I would drown. That's so <laughs> cool. Awesome. Is that sounds like such an adventure? <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's where I guess I also like got introduced more to doing stuff out in nature. Mm. Um, and it was yeah, so adventurous. I loved it. And when she talked about it, I was like, Wow, well, I wanna do that and she's like, Okay, well I'm just gonna do this first event with a friend and we can do a second one later in the summer. I was like, Yes, let's do that and I forgot all about anything to do with Iron Man and I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna do this instead and yeah. That was I miss it so much. So do you have to swim beside your partner? Like how does that work? Well, um, usually the strongest swimmer uh, will drag the other one, kinda. So I was swimming behind. In inverted commas. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had like these uh, bands between us. So I'm not as a strong uh, swimmer as my friend. So uh, she would take the leads on all the swims, and I just swim behind her, and I get like speed being behind her because mm. I'm not fighting the current or anything yeah. um and, and if you i say would that you're attached to each other yeah so we like, just had bands uh, along uh, our waist that connects and it was like this um rubber band thingy so like a bungee thing between the yeah, two exactly, of you exactly yeah oh, wow. and so you make it the exact length where so i just almost could touch her feet yeah. to gain the most like um like speed benefit, in the yeah. yeah and if i would um be a bit slow or tired like she would actually like drag me this sounds kind of. awesome <laughs> i want if, to be attached to Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a stronger swim partner yeah. exactly <laughs> and um, what kind of distance were you covering so it's uh, they have different ones they have sprint distances and then they have their longer ones um i think we did something that was like 33 k's running and four or five k's swimming oh that's a lot awesome. Yeah. So cool. Um, And we even qualified because they have the world championships because this sport um, is born. Do you say born or is uh, comes from Sweden? And uh, the world championships is um, in the Swedish archipelago. And you swim from one island to another one. Like it's like, I don't know, 80 Ks or something in total. Um, did I say swim from one island? No, you move from one place to this other place. And it, it started with a bet between friends. They're like, oh, who can come first? Like just moving by feet and swimming. Who can reach this other island first? And yeah, and then they just had a bet and jumped in the water and started swimming and running, walking over the islands and so tried to see cool. who could get there. And then this sport was born. It's amazing. And so you qualified for world championships, did you yes, say? Yes, because we did, me and my friend, we did actually really well. Uh, we were a perfect team and we balanced. Um, our strengths were like really well balanced. She was really a strong swimmer and I um, took the, led the runs. Um, Are you tied together when you're running as well? You could, but then usually you can just, yeah. Un, un- and running in your wetsuit. Yeah, wow. That is, <laughs> it is when I first time <laughs> put wise like wetsuit on because this was all new to me. So I needed to buy a wetsuit because we li- um, I studied up in the northern part of Sweden and it's cooler there compared to the. All sun. I'm hearing is cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the first event in Sweden of the year is um, 
end of May, I think. The snow's like barely melted. <laughs> uh, up north, yeah, we could be snow around. But um, like obviously all the people down south, they started like swimming in open water like beginning of May or something. Depends how um, warm it was. But yeah, we did it, were not able to do much open water swimming before the events. And I remember we one time went um, to do a little practice um before one of our events and it was like it was like three four degrees in the water like we could not have our head in the water for too long we even have the nail friend caps oh my god you look so <laughs> have you seen them the ones that goes under we look like two muppets and it's so good to have a friend to train with because to do that on your own like people is it like a hood like that kind of yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it like goes it like covers your around whole, your face yeah, yeah. Yes. like your just it's like your yeah. eyebrows down to your bottom lip <laughs> and it goes like around your um like under your chin like, chin yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to surf in a hood in Scotland, so yeah. <laughs> I'm used to looking you like know, that too. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. You know, how. it's very attractive. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, so obviously we couldn't do uh, that much swimming um, underwater because, yeah, you could feel how your like what? forehead just started aching from the cold. Uh, but yeah, it was so exciting to do that with a friend. I really like how it's um, team effort. You're only as strong as your um, companion and... Yeah, that's so cool. And I think it's really interesting. We've all come from team sport. I mean, you obviously played soccer as well. Mm. Kristen played soccer. I played lacrosse and and hockey. We've all come from team sport backgrounds Mm. and ended up doing this like really long solo endurance stuff. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. Do you miss the team aspect or like do you feel like with your support you have a team feel like how does that work for you when you're running now? Mm, I definitely miss like team sports. I think. Like, that's also why I want to also get into some adventure racing. Yeah. Um, but that's also a whole another level. Like, there's people four many times. And it's uh, I've heard some stories about that kind of um, adventure racing. It's not easy. And so it would be a challenge to find the right people. But um, being teams of two is quite easy because it's just you and another person. So it's easy to balance that. Um, but, yeah, now doing... Or running stuff on my own mostly. Yeah, I do miss like the team effort. And also to just have someone to train with. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, we always train together. Um, did the runs together, swam in the pool together. So you have somebody like helping you to get out of bed and actually do the training. Whilst now it's like... It's all you. To- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I I probably trained harder for teen stuff than for solo stuff because I always had this fear of letting my team down. Mm. So I would just push that bit harder. I don't know what that says about how I feel about me. (laughs) Let's not go there. Um, (laughs) But I just always had that sense of like I had to push that extra mile for my team. It's definitely a different mindset, I think. Yeah, because when we then... For summer, when school finished, we obviously both went home to our um, families. And then we just needed to trust that the other one is doing the training for those two months we're not together. And I remember it was hard at times. 
and also to run in a wetsuit. And yeah. So did you <laughs> train running in a wetsuit? Uh, did you? Yeah, because yeah. I didn't. Because I'm also scared of swimming in the water alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed to swim in the city where I knew there was people around, so that they could see me. Also for safety, but uh, mostly because I was scared of swimming in the water alone. That's and, so incredible. <laughs> and they have like these beaches around the city back home, and yeah, I used to swim at the beaches there and then run on the streets a little bit and try to run to the forest so that people, that too many people wouldn't see me because it was, I think many, if they saw me, they were like, what is that what girl is doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you still swim here? Um, Not as much. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I used to swim more, but now trail running has consumed most of my time. Yeah. Yeah. So now coming to Australia, you got here and there wasn't swim run. How did you make that transition? I guess it probably would have been very easy, I assume. I've just dropped the swim because the run is much easier. Like, mm. Is that how you kind of progressed with the trail running? Um, yeah. And then I also did a lot of strength work at gym. But yeah, the running, I started just seeing some events pop up on Facebook. And yeah, it just sounded like so much fun. Um and it's fun to do events as well, um, try new things. And, yeah, and when I got my card and I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do an event because it's not easy to – you need a car to be on the Sunshine Coast, unfortunately, to get out to stuff. And then not knowing anyone, it wasn't easy to get a ride to an event. So I remember I signed up for Wild Horse. I think it was 30Ks or something. Um but yeah, I didn't have anyone to drive me there. And I tried to post like, oh, I need a drive to this event. Is anybody going there? Nobody replied. I'm like, okay, I'm not going. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah. oh. you don't know. And yeah, like, you don't know yeah. a lot of people around. And I didn't know what, it was my first event. So I didn't know really where it was either. Um, yeah. Anyway, signed up for another one because then I had a car. And I was like, okay, I'm going now. So what was your first event here on the coast? Yeah, that was the glass one of the Glasshouse Mountain mm-hmm. runs. Yeah, uh, so that was a lot of fun, and I got a good taste for trail running. And yeah, that went on from there. Fast. There's no doubt when you talk about fun. If anyone has seen Cecilia run, like the joy that you run with is just so inspiring. And I was super fortunate to crew you for Black Hole 100 last year, and I guess. For context, if you're not a trail runner, crewing is essentially a case of I drove my car while Cecilia ran 100 kilometers <laughs> and I fed her. <laughs> In theory, as quickly as possible, but I was terrible. And I was like, stop chatting. Go, go, go. But also, <laughs> br- bring in more context. You were in a boot. I was just going to say, oh, you were yeah. in a moon boot and you needed to walk, I don't know how many k's to get to one of the checkpoints. I in totally your moon boot and you're like, that. I mean, Sarah's plagued with injuries. Like, again, this is like the theme of the podcast, but you were injured. <laughs> to be crewing and I'm like oh how's this gonna go because I was following That's you guys on right, Instagram because I covered I can't remember what distance but like, I covered a lot of distance in that yeah day, it was yeah because yeah, yeah. I mean, remember you were like oh like I actually I, this is the longest I walked or I even took a few did you jog or something oh, yeah, for a little bit <laughs> and you're like don't tell you PT don't listen to this <laughs> I think I was pretty over it by that time mm-hmm. but back to the point crewing for you even running 100 kilometers just you are so I hate to use the word authentic because it's so overused but you are just like that person who 
loves being out there. There doesn't seem to be ego attached that you were racing. You podiumed, but you just carried yourself with so much joy and you're so bubbly and I love seeing you race and <laughs> followed you online for Ultra Trail Australia and was sobbing as you crossed the finish line in first place and are now one of Australia's best trail runners. I'm like, just so <laughs> proud of you. It's so cool to see. Thank you. That's very kind words. Have you <laughs> always been like that? Like just being outside just gives you that joy? Or, yeah. 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 I do like when everything is a bit exciting and unknown and you're just out there giving a go and just seeing other people do that as well. I think it's like that's what's also so much fun with swim running. Um, you're just out there not knowing what's going to exactly happen and seeing new places. And, yeah, I just love being out in nature and moving my body. It just makes me feel so good and... Yeah. Talking about unknown then, you recently fast-packed, I think it's fair to say, the South Coast track in Tassie. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Tell us about the trail itself, like how far it is, where it is, the plane, that's pretty cool, (laughs) and what your experience was. Was that your first multi-day adventure like that, or have you done other stuff too? Yes, that was my first multi-day hike running. Is it called fast packing or what's fast packing? So my definition of fast packing is it's like traveling fast and light on two feet. So you weren't Mm. carrying your typical 60 liter pack, for example. You're running sections of the trail, as I understand, Mm. um, but still camping overnight. Yeah. All right. So we were fast packing, me and my partner. Um, He's also very adventurous and has done uh, quite a few things on his own and with his friends as well. Um, and obviously, I've seen you do some overnighters, fast packing and stuff. And yeah, I was so happy to be able to do that and in Tasmania. Like, it's so beautiful there. And so this we did, wanted to do the South Coast track. Uh, Tom ha- hadn't done it before, and he's done parts of the Overland track. So it would be fun for both of us to see something new and also for him. And we decided to do the South Coast track, which is 84Ks, I think. And... Is from A to B, so from Melaleuca to Cockle Creek, or then you can do it from Cockle Creek to Melaleuca. And we flew in to Melaleuca, so you need to, you can only get there by plane. Um, Because it's so remote. It's so remote, yeah, and there's no um, reception there or anything. So, yeah, you're really out in the wilderness. And, um, yeah, so we decided to fly in to Melaleuca because... It's more of a chance that we could get stuck due to bad weather if we went from Cockle Creek to Melaleuca because um, the weather changes rapidly out there. So when we only had, we didn't have too many days to, um, too many extra days to spend on our uh, fast packing trip. So we decided to just take the safe, safe uh, choice and go from Melaleuca to Cockle Creek. And wow, what an experience. It was amazing. So cool to like travel light and have like this backpack and be able to run with that and just not have any signal either. It's so nice to just be totally cut off. Um, yeah, and we had experienced some cold weather and it was raining and then we had sunshine and it was like that's also a bit like takes me back to seasons like home yeah home yeah (laughs) I like when it's a bit rough because it's like yeah I can do this and 
yeah, makes it a bit tougher because, yeah, obviously we got wet and a bit cold. Um, but that makes it all exciting. And it's so it's 80 odd Ks. I, I'm not sure how long the average person or hiker takes to do it, but it's a considerable, like it's a very challenging trail from my understanding. How long did you take to do it? And tell me a bit more about the trail itself. So we did it um, for three days, two nights and three days. Which is speedy. Yes. The other people we met, like they spend seven plus days, seven, like one to two weeks out there. Um, and we met quite a few people that, yeah, we're going to be there quite a while. Um, and they have heaps of camp spots along the track. So people, yeah, take their time um, and goes basically from one camp spot to the other, which is they're not too far apart. So therefore you can spend a lot of time out there as well. Um, but yeah, we wanted to run it and... Yeah, expected to do it a bit faster than we did. Um, Because, yeah, it was runnable, uh, but a lot of the sections were so muddy, like you could not run. And having also being a bit back heavy, it's hard to when it's so slippery and rocks and roots. And also, yeah, being that wet, you needed to be a bit careful. And yeah, it was challenging, but in a good way. Really cool. And how did you find the camping part of it? Have you done much camping before this? or Not too much. Um, going out with friends to Double Island and that kind of style camping, not out in the wilderness. And obviously we needed to think about having all the light gear because you don't want to run with too much on your back. And yeah, luckily Tom has some experience, so he knew what we kind of needed to get. And then we also did some research to see what other people have had um, and also you need to prepare because the weather can change so fast. Like even during summer, they can get really cold days out there. So we needed to prepare for having warm stuff um, and be able to keep dry. Um, so, yeah, was that a fun preparation to do with, with Tom, of uh, being able to think of all these different things and then in the moment as well, like doing that with your partner? <laughs> yeah, it was heaps of fun, uh, but also hard because... You try to find info, but you like you have no idea what you're actually getting into. I read some blogs, um, and they had a little bit of info and like really valuable information too. So I really, I'm happy that people write about it. Um, yeah, but it's still hard to know what you're actually getting yourself into before you get there. And that's kind of the exciting part too. You're like, ooh, what am I flying into? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's super exciting. Um, and cool to be sharing that with Tom, who I know does have some pretty significant adventure expedition type experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Did you feel scared at any point while you were out there? No, not really. I felt cold. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Tom had his amazing Duna jacket. I don't know what really I brought with me. I can't remember what warm stuff I had. Not enough. (laughs) 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 Well, it was just because being wet and then you're running. It's all fine when you're moving, but then when you um, stop, all your coats are soaking wet. Obviously, we're fast packing, so we just took all the necessary stuff, which we tried to minimize. Mm. Um, But he had a nice Duna jacket, so I had that one, and then he had a really nice warm... um, 
What is it called? The pouch where you go and sleep. sleeping bag? <laughs> oh yeah, sleeping bag. That's what so would you call it? Pouch. A pouch. A pouch. <laughs> like a kangaroo or something. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Cecilia's pretty little. It probably is just a little <laughs> pouch. <laughs> Did you guys do much like physical preparation, like training wise for that? No. And I hadn't even worn my because I bought this uh, Salomon. Um, Very European. <laughs> yes, very European. Because um, I needed to, yes, I needed to find a, a backpack that I could run with, which was actually hard. Mm, yeah. A lot of them are sold out, and also to find women specific, there's not a lot of that out there. I felt may way more yeah, like unisex stuff, and then they only have the sizes S to M. Because um, how tall are you? I feel like I've actually asked pretty much every guest how tall they are, which is kind of weird, but no. <laughs> so people know. Yeah, I'm 154 and a half yeah. oh. centimeters. So can you convert that? <laughs> <laughs> it means slightly shorter than me and you. <laughs> five two, five three. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is definitely the more um, I'm doing this adventure coaching stuff and the more women I deal with, it's definitely an issue for smaller people. And you yeah. don't want to, especially if you're running with a pack, you don't want to be carrying something oversized that doesn't really fit you. Yeah. How did it go in the end? I mean, that's that's a big deal to suddenly spend three days running with a backpack when you haven't done it before. Yeah. How was that? It was uh, fine, actually. I was still quite happy with um, my backpack. It wasn't great. But it, I was like, it, it will do the job. Um, but in the future, I hope to get another one um, that will fit better. Uh, and if I would do anything longer, I think it wouldn't be as comfortable. Um, but yeah, I got some chafing, a nice spot. I still a scar here on my shoulder oh, from my that. Intense. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that... then we also found this random. We took a wrong turn, so the track is really well like. Um, how do you say it? marked mm-hmm. and but at some point there was like this we just took a wrong track like there's usually just one track but there was one sneaky one going out because also fallen trees and stuff does it get cleared away straight away because wilderness and <laughs> uh, somehow we got on the lost uh, on the wrong track and yeah we didn't turn back around we just continued and you could see other people have taken the track too <laughs> and there was like this massive jacket that was lying in the bush and we we're like okay we shouldn't leave this here like it doesn't look that it's been there too long and we we're like maybe we catch up with some people like it might be a really valuable item for them but clearly being the wrong track they didn't want to go back and get it i guess so yeah we took that one on and that made my pack a little bit heavy i don't know a wonky so on the last day yeah i got the massive chase chafe here on my shoulder but it was on the like last bit to home so i didn't mind i was just like i'm gonna i knew i was getting a chafe but you never know how bad it is <laughs> until you shower yes. <laughs> so true <laughs> funny enough i still have a scar on the back of my neck from a swimming wetsuit when i think about it so yeah oh me too i got that too because <laughs> yeah. when you jump in the because when you run yeah on swim running when you run um if you, it's a long run you um take the uh, upper part down you fold it down uh, okay. and then jumping back into the water you like get it back on and then my this tape wasn't it wasn't that great attached so on that hole it was a 600 meter swim every like move I made with my head was just 
shaving in my neck. Oh, yeah, not fun. Yeah. Um, so you talk about taking the wrong track. It sounds like, I was curious about navigation on that trail, but it sounds yeah. like it's pretty straightforward, is it? Did you yeah. take maps or anything with you? We had a map, yes, um, to just spot out where the camping spots are. And then Tom is very, he organizes a lot. I'm more like, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. Tom's military, <laughs> so, yeah. <Yes>. <laughs> he knows everything needs to be sorted for everyone's safety and especially going out there. But I'm just more like, yeah, whatever. We'll sort it out there and then, uh, which yeah. you can't really think. No. Bearing in mind... When I crewed you for Black Hole, you didn't even have anything warm to put on after you finished your race. So, like, I can believe that this is the case. <laughs> like, donating my jumper to Cecilia. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just planning is take so much energy. I'm so in that same boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're building a house and Phil's doing everything. And I'm just like, look, <laughs> I trust you, mostly because I don't want to do any of the planning yeah <laughs> so I'm there as well but you've got to do some sort of preparation right so for you I guess you've been doing all of these like really cool events really cool adventures and stuff plus you're working full-time I mean you are pretty much the epitome of what we who we would like to elevate the voice of the everyday adventurer the the nine to five sorry five to nine and the weekend warrior so how do you balance everything you work a ton you do a lot of training for you, how how do you manage all of that? Prioritizing what is important, what's it, what is less important, which is really hard. Um, also, now not having family and heaps of friends and Tom being away, obviously flying to see him is <clears throat> like needs to be prioritized and is sometimes a bit tiring um, to get in and plan with doing all the runs and stuff as well. And also focusing on recovery, which also takes more time than we like to think. Um, but yeah, I try to, yeah, training goes first. Like obviously work goes first and then comes training and then sleep. And yeah, I guess also sometimes you work, I work longer days and I feel a bit tired and I'm just like, okay, what is more important to rest or to do my workout? And then I just see how I feel. Sometimes I do push through. But sometimes I'm like, okay, I just have energy for 40 minutes. And then I go by field too when I start my run. Um, yeah, so it's just all that balance. I don't have any massive big secret tricks that I have. How I manage my time is just prioritizing, which is quite simple but very hard for, I guess, a lot of people. Because what do you do work-wise, Cecilia? I'm a dental technician. And you work pretty long hours. Like, I'm aware you work overtime and, yeah, yeah. certainly not easy. Yeah, we're um, under pressure um, many times. And there also comes, like, with training for events and stuff like that. I like to prioritize my training before an event and get the rest in. Um, so I try to take it work less before events and then after events. We should also should like focus on recovery afterwards, but mm. then I'm like going to work mode because because your training's done, the yeah, event's exactly. Done. You're like, yeah. All right, now priority back on to work. Yes. It happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I started to think like I should also focus on recovery afterwards and not just forget about my well being and just get back into work. So recovery for you, what does that mean? Like sleep? Do you do active recovery? What does that look like? Mainly sleep. That's my biggest yeah. thing. It's the easiest one to do, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, I need to think about it all the time. 
like my training also I try to do gym in the mornings um but it's sometimes it's just sleep yeah has to go before that because how many times a week do you run I run six times a week and do gym about two to four times depending it's a lot and because you also yeah. do some home yoga as well am I right yeah I try to fit that in I've been a bit less now because um, I felt I want to chill more mm. yep. um yeah just so many things you want to do and <laughs> it's hard it is hard to fit in it's a struggle for everyone um yeah no absolutely and especially when your partner lives interstate as well it just mm. adds another thing on top of that mm. yeah I think you're incredible with how how it appears to me anyway how you do balance it all um I would say like part of being a busy athlete working nine to five etc cetera, etc cetera, there is a pretty high injury risk with that has that been something you've experienced yes um, I got my first proper running injury where I couldn't run a year ago now. And, yeah, it just came out from nowhere, really. <clears throat> I felt like a superwoman that I could run any distances. Everything was perfect. <laughs> and I guess, I like, a, week, a few weeks before that, I felt a little bit. But it wasn't bad. And I'm usually quite, like, if I feel something that's off, or I feel some kind of niggle, I'm like, okay, now I need to listen to my body and stop doing what I'm doing or find a way to sort it, uh, the issue out. Anyway, got injured. What was it that you injured? Oh, I got something in my hip. I can't remember the name mm-hmm. anymore. But mm-hmm. it was like knives went straight into my hip as I took uh, a few running steps. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, walking, just running? A little bit walking as well, oh, but mainly okay. running. Mm. Um, yeah, went to see a physio, started all that, and... That was also really hard to do all the work for recovering from an injury. Um, and also being used to doing all the running and not being able to do that all of a sudden. Um, and I couldn't bike too much either because it was in my hip and it, all those t- things could aggravate my hip. I can't remember even what I was doing. Just like all these rehab strength exercises and I love how we in the moment are really good and then completely forget (laughs) what they are when you don't need to do them anymore it seems to be like the classic thing (laughs) yeah and running makes me really happy like if I had a long day at work and I feel tired I know a run will make me get energized feel good so to get that taken away I was like okay I never want to be in that position ever again now I need to take care of my body but it's, yeah, it's hard. Like at the moment, I actually feel something in my hip again. Now this other hip. And um, yeah, I need to sort it out. But it's also hard to find physiotherapists that will work for um, me or for anyone. Like we all want different things. Um, and to manage time-wise with that, like working and trying to get a physio appointment it's hard to take time off from work and go and see them and all that kind of stuff. And um, sometimes they're a bit further away. So it's also that holding a bit back me back sometimes for like going and seeing somebody. I think um, it's so relatable. And I mean, Cecilia, you're essentially performing like a professional athlete when it comes to it. 
but you're not living the pro athlete life of having time to just (laughs) sleep, relax, go to the physio whenever it suits. Mm. Like it's, it's a huge challenge. I was laughing as well, actually, when you said that you started running, hurt yourself, decided it wasn't for you, didn't get help because (laughs) I did it. It's so funny. I did the same thing. I was meant to be competing when I was at uni in a world cup and I had problems with my knees and I pulled out. But I didn't go and see anyone. And now that's so alien. I feel like we're all just on this cycle of physio or dry needling or whatever it is. Just such a different attitude to looking after ourselves, I guess. It might have been because we were all young and dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think you learn from your mistakes. When you don't go see anybody, it doesn't get better. (laughs) And I guess also, like you were saying, Cecilia, realizing the importance of if I can't run, I don't feel good. So actually, I need to address this Mm. and and do something about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's hard to, like now when we're saying, with why we didn't like reach out for help like the first time we got injured but also like in my soccer career when I was playing soccer um I never had big issues so I never got that introduced to me that there's people there that can help you and give you advice so when you're not used to that or really know how it works it's just better to not do what makes your body hurt and you just stop Totally. Because yeah. <laughs> your first time probably going to a physio, you're like, why isn't everybody talking about this? This feels amazing. But if you don't know about it, then you just never would. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sarah told me that Tom's a little bit injured as well at the moment, too. Yeah. So how are you managing a uh, an injured partner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not always easy because obviously I've had a very good run uh, for a few months and uh, in my last event as well. Um, it's obviously been hard because he also enjoys running a lot. They get so much out of it. And he hasn't had the chance to do many events because he was training for Marathon de Sables, a multi-stage race. And obviously COVID hit at that time and his event has been like pushed forward, postponed all the time. And now it's not going to happen anytime soon. So yeah, it's out of the cards now, but he's, yeah, done one event, 50Ks, and he's been training really well. Um, but, yeah, now got some issues with his ankles that he needs to manage. Um, but, yeah, like it's such a shame because he's training really hard and then hasn't been able to do events. Also, yeah, being in New South Wales, they've had more lockdowns than we have had and restrictions, so it all has played a part. Yep, not easy, that's for sure. Hopefully you don't get injured at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, you guys would be a Too sorry crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the joy would be gone. No. Well, I'm sure both of you guys would find joy in, in different ways too. Yeah. But it is tough. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's almost now part of like our innate mental health plan is just to be able to move and and run and things. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything big that you're training for? I know, like, I don't, I'm, I'm very cautious of asking people straight after an event, like, what's next? Yeah. Because it, I do like people to kind of bask in the glory of what just happened. Mm. Don't want to push you in anything, but is there anything that's on your radar? Um, I'm about to, in two weeks time to do the Brisbane Trail Ultra 30 case. Oh my gosh. You're coming off at UTA. BTU. Oh my gosh. So Brisbane Trail Ultra is a pretty new event, but it has hit the scene very, very quickly. Yeah. And there is a lot of climbing in it. So yeah. what event are you looking to do? I can't remember. So I'm doing the 30K okay. once it's shorter. Um, 
shorter, to, but still long. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, you need to run so much faster, so it's going to be tougher <laughs> in that way. Um, yeah, I haven't checked. I never really <clears throat> look into, like, the race too much before, just the day before kind of thing. And so I'm not really sure how the... I just know that the end is flat, and I know it's going to be <laughs> bloody tough to get through that, and I will need to run with all my what with everything I have to get to the finish line there. Because <laughs> uh, it finishes, yeah, in Brisbane CBD, uh, close to Kangaroo Point. So I just know that the end will be very tough and flat. Yeah, that'll be a vibe. Yeah. Now, make sure that you check your required gear. I did hear that you forgot your gloves. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I had them, but then we were running a tiny bit late, and I had them in my lap because <laughs> it was cold outside, and I was going to put them on as we got out of the car. But as we parked, I'm like, rum, out of the car. Now we need to go to the start line. And, yeah, totally forgot about the gloves. It all worked out in the end. It's Still fine. managed it's to fine. win the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, look exactly. at everything the day before, you'll be fine. <laughs> Just to make it a bit more exciting. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so good. So that's your next race. Do you have any adventures planned, like your South Coast track experience, or has that inspired you to do more? Yes, definitely. Um, we are thinking to do with Tom the Carnarvon. How would you oh, say Carnarvon. it? Carnarvon. Oh, I don't know how you say it, actually, but I'm going there this week. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, so they have a so Carnarvon Gorge. Yeah, it's about eight hour drive here, um, inland, so inland. west. Yeah, yeah, and because I just yeah saw that they have some kind of eighty four k track there as well. It's a great walk. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And I was like, okay, Tom, we need to go there because it's. I didn't think it was okay on an eight hour drive. I thought it was a bit closer. But <laughs> Australia is big. Yeah, <laughs> We're exactly. all still that far. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get reminded very often. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that would be a good next one because we were thinking about doing the Lara Printa. Yeah, Phil and mm. I were looking at doing that. So actually good. Too. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's going to be on the cards as well, but it just requires more time to do it. And we're both going to do Black Hole 100 in October. Yeah. Yeah. Will that be Tom's first 100? Yes. Awesome. I know. So exciting. That's cool. How is and that going to be with you guys both on the same start line? Yeah, it's going to be so good. I'm super excited. Cool. Yeah. Uh, now, no, gonna is this some... a contentious issue? Is one of you guys faster? Than, like, do you guys run together? Do you train together? We run together when we can. Um, interval sessions are different. And then, yeah, because we don't only hang out on the weekends. Uh, we do the longer runs together, which is fine because they're usually meant to be quite easy as well. Um, yeah, so we haven't been able to run too much now, but hopefully now he's going to get back into it. It's going to be, yeah, exciting. And I'm so excited for him to get to do his first 100K and also to be there. And hopefully we get to run together a little bit. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask that. Is, are you going to run gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's a competition, but... <laughs> well... Are you guys going to be competing, like, against each other? We would, like, last year he was meant to... I think he was thinking about doing it. I can't remember what happened. I think maybe COVID happened. Because you were happened cause I, Yeah, that's right. He couldn't come up, I think, from New South Wales. Was that right? Because of COVID? Could have been. I can't remember. Yeah. Must have been something like that. Yeah, because he wanted to be there and he also wanted to 
run. And I remember then we were like, okay, the one who wins, who, what do we like want to have as like the prize? And um, I think I wanted like a few, 10 hours of massage or something. <laughs> Very nice <laughs> if I won. But at that time I was like, oh, like he's like when he's, um, um, injury free and all that like he's very um fast as well so at that point i yeah wouldn't have known who could have taken the win and i also came out of an injury at that time mm-hmm. so i wasn't um as like no i don't want to say fit but as um prepared as prepared and um mm-hmm. uh, as ready as i could have been if i would have had more time to get ready and yeah so you maybe could have taken the win there for me um, oh it'll be on this year it's quite <laughs> yeah. funny because i mean middle of the pack where i'll be sitting there actually are a couple of people who um they'll run together in their couples and stuff mm. far out phil i love you but i cannot do 100k with you yeah 100k <laughs> is long that's for sure to time. share yeah i'm trying to think i i did larap into the stage race with morgan yeah and the first, like the first stage was a short one and we had a massive argument <laughs> <laughs> because he took off, like I was much fitter at that time than him and he took off really fast. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? This is a stage race. Like we have not agreed to like sprint this. And he said he could hear me behind him and I was chatting to someone. So he thought he wasn't running fast enough. So he ran faster, but I wasn't chatting. I was listening to someone talk at me while I was dying <laughs> trying to keep up with him. <laughs> so yeah, I cannot imagine a hundred kilometers, but that like you say, people do it, and that's pretty awesome as well. That's it. Yeah. That is awesome if you yeah, yeah are able to do that like next to each other. Um, that's where the adventure racing comes in, though, as well. That Cecilia was talking about. True, if you're actually, doing like these yeah. 24 hour races in a team of four, like you all need to hold yourself together. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and me and Tom were looking into like we tried to sign up for coast to coast in New Zealand, mm, like yeah, everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is huge now. So explain coast to coast for so, anybody who hasn't heard of it. Well, I'm not too, I'm not, I don't know heaps of it. I just know it's this massive event in New Zealand and you do kayaking, biking and running. And they have Sarah, different. Have you done this? No, I've not done it. I would love oh, to. I thought that you had no. Done like it. So yeah, it's South Island, New Zealand, and you quite literally traverse from one coast to the other. Mm. It's actually, um, although it sounds off road, it's actually road cycling is involved in it as well. Mm. So it's not all all off road and some like relatively technical paddling, but accessible to everyone. Mm. But yeah, you certainly you can do that. You were looking at doing that as a, a team together. Yes, yeah, and do uh, I think that. Because they recommend people who have done it before to do the two-day one, mm. uh, which would have been a nice experience as well. And, yeah, to do it together with Tom would have been great. And to see how we work together when we're under pressure and tired and, yeah. It's a good test, that's for sure. <laughs> <With> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the toughest race that you've ever done? Um... I think six foot track would be the like where I like had the toughest time, yeah, because that it's a forty five k trail race in the Blue Mountains, and yeah, I didn't prepare myself the smartest way. I did a gym session on Monday, and this race was on Saturday, and I did something new, something new, and my some muscles were not really used to that, and they were sore. Like still on Friday, I was sore, and 
race day on Saturday and I went out feeling comfortable and but then at twenty Ks I was yeah, my legs were done and it was so tough to have then why is it twenty five Ks after that more? Um yeah, it's it's a long way. And yeah. it's a tough course as well, it from is. my understanding. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was mentally really tough. And I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask myself that, that often, but that was a really hard one. And legs wanted to start cramping. And, yeah, that was one of the toughest ones. So, yeah, no gym sessions on the week <laughs> prior to an event anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And talking about the Blue Mountains, I think we would be um, uh, a bit guilty about not asking about your incredible win at UTA. Mm. So Ultra Trail Australia, for anybody who doesn't know, is in the Blue Mountains, um, just off- outside of Sydney. It's now the second largest by participant numbers in the Southern Hemisphere, and Cecilia won it this year. So it's pretty incredible. Congratulations. We haven't formally said it. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> just like, I know you've talked about it before as well, but just give a brief like overview, because it sounds like you had an awesome day. Yeah, when I think about it, I'm like, wow, will I ever reach that level of like, um, having a good race like that because it was I had a minor low throughout the whole 100Ks and it wasn't even that big of a low it was just for a minute and I had was thinking I need to get some because I had some negative thoughts Um, can't even remember what they were but it was a bit like oh it's a bit tiring or something and I took some energy in had some took some gel or whatever Um, and ended up yeah that disappeared and I just felt amazing after that. And it's quite scary because now I want to obviously have that at every race. Um, and it will be a tough one to beat. But yeah, it's crazy how when the mind and body comes together, how amazing one can feel. And yeah, I did not expect to win. Um, went out there to do my own run and wasn't worried about where other runners were. And I just with my heart and was just enjoying it because the weather also was a bit cooler than it usually is a bit cooler meaning it snowed <laughs> <laughs> and it was very windy which i thought was really cool as well because yeah. you could just all the wind noise it was just like vroom and yeah at one point yeah i was also afraid that because you hear also like that some trees are called the widow maker mm. And also one, I remember one boy in Budrim, like a piece of tree fell on him, um, a kid, just when he was playing out in his garden. And being that windy, I was like, okay, now I need to watch out so it's nothing like <laughs> flies on me. That's what I was thinking about. faster anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's how windy it was. It was very windy, but very nice. And I was pretty stoked when I saw the bad weather because I know that you enjoy that. Like yeah, that's, that's kind of homely. Big... Yeah. Whereas the rest of the pack are suffering and thinking it's too cold. You were yeah. just in your shorts and t-shirt the whole time I from know, what I saw. Line, I'm People like, were no. rubbed off. Did it get warmer or something? And then I looked at the race conditions at the end of it. It was still cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, it felt so good. It was so refreshing. I think I yeah, performed better in cold weather. Because at Black Hole, yeah, it was so hot. Yeah, it was hot. I felt, yeah, and I felt it wasn't my greatest day, but it was, yeah, we struggled with the heat. Yeah, because I think I asked you at Black Hole what you wanted, and you were like, 
a ginger beer in a swimming pool or something. Oh, oh yeah. And I managed to get the ginger beer, but the swimming pool, not so much. Yeah, no. <laughs> a nice bar would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, the ginger beer was really good. Yeah, something cold and refreshing. Yeah. Well, since you've got the top 10, you do qualify for UTMB. Would that be a race that you would be looking at doing potentially? UTMB yeah. being Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, yes. which is like the pinnacle of trail races in the world, really. Mm. Yeah. Arguably, there are others. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll ask two of them. You have a spot for UTMB. Would you like to do that? But off of the heat question, over the weekend, Western States, which happens in America, just was this weekend with like crazy hot temps. Would you like to do either or both of those races? I would love to do both of them. But and they're both 100 like, mile races yeah. as well. Yeah, it's the next step, the next level, which would be a very tough one. And I'm like, oh, because I want. Yeah, I want my first 100 mile to be an epic race. So I'm like, one of those would be so cool. Like, UTMB would be so cool because they have so much elevation. Like, it's something I've never even experienced. I haven't been running in the mountains in that way. And then we have Western States. That's usually, you struggle with the heat. More runnable, but the heat is a big factor. And... Now also following it for the first time, it was just so amazing to see how runners just push through the heat. And yeah, wow, I'm just very amazed. And I just want to know how it feels like as well. It was such a good weekend. I love following that race. (laughs) There's really good race coverage over it. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I was so happy they had live coverage. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Mm, Would UTMB... um, I guess everything is COVID pending, right? But yeah, would UTMB be something that feels close to home because it's a European race? Like, would that hold any significance for you or is that pretty pretty disconnected that it wouldn't really be like that? Well, like obviously it feels closer to home, but they're still like far away. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Because I've never been in those areas, so it would be so new and Western State would be very new as well. And being up in the mountains... Um, in Europe, uh, there's just so different places. So, yeah, they're quite the same for me. Um, So it would be just more what opportunity I get first, I guess, because Western States, only 300 people qualify, and it's hard. Like, even great runners struggle to get into the race if you don't have connections or get a golden ticket or the raffle. Yeah, and there's not a lot of... So the um, golden ticket aspect that Cecilia is talking about is there's a few races that they've deemed if you get top two, I think it is, at a certain amount of races, then you get the golden ticket. Most people, if you do it via the lottery, you could be anywhere from a year to like Your 20 years life. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, By the time that everybody is now you know, wanting to be... A participant in this race and it's there's only like this kind of five mile section of the course that is why they have such a limited number but I actually think that it makes it a little bit more of that draw card is because mm. so few people get to do it whereas UTMB is huge right I mean yeah. it is like the pinnacle of trail racing and vibe and all of that so they mm. would have their like really cool aspects of them in different ways yeah. right yeah <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be hard to choose either one of them but i guess it's more about yeah what i get the opportunity to totally do first. yeah 
Totally. Well, I'm putting my hand up to crew as well, so yeah. don't, don't oh, forget me. Man, we will definitely <laughs> fly out there. That'd be so well, if I'm doing if I'm doing a miler, I think I will need more than one person to help me out. <laughs> well, Tom can crew because we can't keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, pace. pace yeah. Exactly. I was just yeah, gonna say yeah, he can pace. pace. Yeah. I was also thinking about that, like because some people didn't have a pacer, yeah. and I wonder if I would like to have a pacer or not. Because being that tired, and then somebody's like, "Come on." Now you need to run. Very different, hey. It and is, typically yeah. Australian races, the majority, I mean, some now are, but the majority of traditionally not really allowed pacers. Oh. It's more of a US thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, very different. I think it would be kind of cool to share the journey. Mm. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Mentally, is there anything that you do to prep yourself for those races? Um, you said for UTA, like basically mind and body aligned do you do any practice around that not anything specific more that being relaxed not think like having my head like oh I have all these things I need to do like any extra stressors I try to push to the side um do you have like a breath work or a meditation practice at all I do some meditation um to get my focus because sometimes it's easy to get caught up with stuff and also like get caught up with routines and you forget you just do and don't like actually many times you forget to be in the moment and therefore I think is nature is amazing because you get out there you just cut everything else out and you can send to yourself and then get perspective and they get back into the squirrel wheel uh, that you are in uh, so easy to get caught up with that yeah. and yeah meditation helps getting out in the nature but yeah just minimize stressors and all these must do things that I have um, like preparing for the race the day before <laughs> exactly <laughs> which I love and I think oh, I'm going to do that now <laughs> yeah. just show it's, up it, it works really well totally you're not stressed about it because no, you've got exactly. nothing to stress about yeah. <laughs> and I can I vouch that. for this because I think it was pretty much the day before Black Hole 100 where I was like Cecilia do you want me to drive you oh, and yeah. she was like oh yeah and then seeing you finish I'm like how the hell would you have driven home like seriously Gosh, yeah I was I was a bit uh, dead at the finish line like, the heat just took such a toll on me and then I started feeling sick and my body was just aching because his right leg had been aching the whole run and yeah I couldn't like I couldn't even really eat much no you like jumped when you finished and like literally jumped across the finish line and then it was like you suddenly went from it must just be adrenaline, right? You mm. finish. And it was suddenly it was like dragging this poor girl into the shower just to try and like get you sorted out. Yeah. yeah and sit outside on some piece of wood to just feeling not, sick. Yeah. Throw up. Yeah, that's right. Because up to that point, I was like, hmm, I could actually be inspired to run 100Ks. Like I was really feeling the vibe. And in then your boot. seeing you. <laughs> yeah, in my moon boot. And then seeing you after, I was like, yeah, no, actually, I'm not sure I want to put myself through this. <laughs> Just look at the pictures. Like, the pictures show a great finish. They show the jump. Yeah. Look past that. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happens afterwards is not that exactly. important. Well, it's funny because we don't talk about that, right? No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, How did you feel after UTA? Actually, really good. Yeah, I was okay. amazed. Um, yeah, I felt really good. I can't. I was also so over the moon of how well I felt throughout the whole run. And adrenaline and winning, 
And yeah, then it was, it was your so birthday as well. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. It was my last day as 29 years old. <laughs> crazy is so that? So good. I love <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, no, it was, yeah, really cool. Got cold quite quickly. So mm. we, yeah. And also, there wasn't much to do afterwards because due to COVID, they had certain restrictions. So basically, everybody just, yeah, went home after that. And oh, that kind of takes away from that community vibe right mm. yeah because before they've had like you can go and shower and then have something to eat at their little area and obviously other runners would be sitting there as well then but now it was more like okay off you go mm. um yeah so we just went back home and i had a nice warm bath which was very nice and yeah awesome such an incredible achievement yeah that's cool love it um, cool. I think we're probably one last question, I reckon. Well, two last questions. We always finish with the same one, which I'm going to let Kristen ask. But I am curious if you have like a bucket list. We've talked about your race, but a bucket list adventure that you would love to do. Not any specific one. Just do more fast packing. Mm-hmm. And, and how about bike packing after coming just, to my oh, workshops? Yeah. <laughs> and then now I've got an introduced to bike packing. Um, yeah, Tom has done some of that kind of stuff as well, but I've never seen any. And I've seen obviously you do some, but I never really thought about it too much. I know I want to do it one day. And it was perfect for you having the bike packing uh, workshop on the last weekend. And it's so easy. To actually go and just do it for like one night. And yeah. you talk about micro adventures with everyone having busy schedules and stuff. You don't always have those long weekends uh, to spend out in the forest. So it's just a great way how you can, on the bike, like you don't need to go far. And it's just easy to bike on, uh, pack the stuff as well. I thought it would take more gear, mm-hmm. uh, which you don't need that much of. And just keep it simple. And so I want to do some stuff like that uh, and also some solo adventures. Obviously, I want to go on some fast packing with you. No, not fast packing, bike packing with you, mm-hmm. but also do try to do an overnighter on my own. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah, because I think it scares me, but I want to, like, overcome that fear of doing something. We'll have something. to talk about that. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, but I haven't looked any... I don't have any special like bikepacking trips that I'm thinking about because it's still quite new, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure where you can do that kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely more fast packing and get into bikepacking as well. Awesome, that's great. Well, I kind of feel weird asking this question, Sarah, because you do such a good job. Anyway, Sarah is a coach for some little girls. Mountain biking. Yeah, for mountain biking. They classically cannot hold their toileting for the entire hour that they're out there so they always go sarah we have to do a wild wee oh a wild wee (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) so cecilia what is your wildest wee (laughs) my wildest wee like obviously they happened everywhere (laughs) but i've been lucky enough to not have been spotted or being surprised uh while i'm doing my thing um and I guess that's why also it's hardest to forget. But when I hear that now, I just think about being in the wetsuit for the first time oh. doing a swim run. 
Because <laughs> that's so... It's hard to do, right? Yeah, but also something, like, so weird. Like, because I didn't know that you actually do that. I know, I guess, like, people bike on Ironmans and stuff. They just do mm. their thing on the bike, but... Not oh, to... do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. So in the middle of a 140-mile bike, they're just pain? Yeah. Ah, and okay. And you think, like, that's not the last leg either. So you're in that yeah. same tri suit for the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bucket it's of water is dumped over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, all that was new to me. And obviously when we do swim running, like, it's a long day many times. And you just need to do your thing in the wetsuit. And I remember my friend, when she said it the first time, I was like, what? Really? But then again... Being in a cold water, yeah, it's warm. It's not, yes, and then it's funny because you can feel it like go up to your back, slow, slowly. So I would say that's why well, is we because it's yeah in the water, and a bit funny too because you yeah it's just so weird thing to do. But yeah, that's what you do, and even better if you can wee while you run, and yeah, that's also. That's next level. Next <laughs> level, yeah. <laughs> so good. Love it. That's awesome. Great mm. answer. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Cecilia. We are definitely so grateful that we could all finally make this work. It's been a bit bit of time coming. So, yeah, really appreciate you coming in. It's been really fun. Yeah, it has been so awesome to talk to you and find out a little bit more about you. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you online? Um. Instagram, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be the best platform. And what's your handle? Uh, Cecilia Mattis. Plain and easy. Um, yeah, I'm happy to answer questions. Sometimes it takes some time for me to get back to you. But, yeah, I'm happy to help if everyone, anyone wonders anything. Um, and also, if people see me on trails or anywhere, just say hi. I'm happy to meet new people and uh, maybe get together for a run or a bike ride or anything fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cecilia. It's been really fun. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Cecilia. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Wee Hours podcast. To get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Into the Wee Hours podcast or email us at Into the Wee Hours podcast at gmail.com. Sarah is all the gear, nay idea, and that is N-A-E for all you non-Scots people. And Kristen is at Kristen Vaughton on Instagram. To read the show notes or to find out more about fast packing and bike packing workshops, visit intothewehours.com or follow at intothewehours on Instagram and Facebook. Happy adventuring and we'll talk to you next time.